Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. WPHT, WPHT, HD, 3 Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The revolution will be broadcast. Yes. This is the next generation of talk. Now on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. Well, the United Nations says it's time to eat less meat. Shocking, as the climate summit gets underway and you can get your very own private jet charter to Dubai. That's right, for the COP28 climate summit, you can get your private jet charter to Dubai from the USA, Europe, and beyond. Because why fly commercial or fly it all when you can fly private jet? Welcome to the show. Glad you're here. 855-839-1210. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli. China is bringing back masks and social distancing as this new uh, pneumonia sweeps through the country right now. And it's ravaging China. And it's echoing the lockdown over that mystery outbreak four years ago. You know, the one that we all came to know and love as COVID. Uh, Alarming footage has emerged of mask wearing crowds inside Chinese hospitals as fears of a new pandemic sweep across the globe. I'm looking at the story from The Sun right now. Hospitals in Beijing and Liaoning have been hit the hardest with reports emerging last week. They're being overwhelmed with sick children. And there are lockdowns happening. It's a a common bacterial infection circulating since May, but is now showing ground glass opacity in lung scans, an indicator of severe respiratory illness. Uh, White lung syndrome is what it's known as. White lung syndrome. Sounds racist to me, but nevertheless. White lung syndrome. Many parents are deeply worried and are having to wait at least days just for emergency care. But China continues to insist that the flu and the usual winter bugs are to blame for the latest outbreak rather than a new virus and can cope with the spike in sickness, which, of course, is what they told us last time. So, I mean, why have any reason to doubt China when it comes to honesty and transparency around pandemics? Am I right? Local authorities, however, are already being called upon to open more fever clinics and promote vaccine uptake among children and the elderly. Efforts should be made to increase the opening of relevant clinics and treatment areas, extend service hours, and increase the supply of medicines, said ministry spokesman Mi Fang. He also advised people to wear masks and called on local authorities to focus on preventing the spread of illnesses in crowded places, such as schools and nursing homes. But his statement comes after a Beijing children's hospital told state media that at least 7,000 patients were being admitted daily to the hospital. Uh, It's funny. 
I was listening to this video that my friend sent me earlier today. Victor Davis Hanson was going on about what you can expect for 2024. And it's gone viral and it's long. It's a long, it's a long clip. But uh, if you watch the whole thing, it's very good. Victor Davis Hanson is terrific. Every now and then, Mark Levin has him on. Oh, programming note, I'll be in for Mark tomorrow night from 6 to 9 p.m. So you can tune into that if you like. Nine hours of radio together, kids. Or six. Six hours of radio. So we'll have some, we'll have some fun. Or at least, if nothing else, a very long day together. But, uh, but he was going on about what the efforts will be to try to stop Trump in 2024. And I can only keep thinking about lockdowns. And I can keep thinking about mail-in balloting again. I think about all the things that happened in 2020. And I, I read this story, and I think to myself, wow, this is kind of, to quote Yogi Berra, deja vu all over again. And followed up the latest pediatric hospital in nearby Tianjin, reportedly receiving more than 13,000 children through its doors. And, you know, nothing makes people afraid like their kids getting sick, obviously. The concerning spread of illness comes as the nation enters its first full winter season since lifting strict COVID-19 restrictions last December. Professor Francis Ballix from the UCL Genetics Institute has blamed China's strict lockdown lowering immunity for the exit wave sweeping across the country. Things escalated further last week when the WHO, WHO, the World Health Organization, that's WHO, were forced into a rare public intervention formally requesting further information from Beijing on the infections. And of course, another distinguished group you can absolutely trust when it comes to being honest about China since the World Health Organization lied to the world in 2019 and 2020 and told everybody there was no evidence of human-to-human transmission of COVID. Remember that? I remember that. Oldie but goodie from the WHO. WHO? The World Health Organization. That's WHO. They lied to cover up for China in the earliest days. And how many lives could have been saved? Who knows? Well, actually, who knows? The World Health Organization knows. That's who. The WHO said no unusual or novel pathogens have been detected in data provided by China. Oh, well, that's good. And I definitely take their word for it. I, de- I definitely think the World Health Organization is on the up and up and not at all corrupt and not at all run by China and the vast international conglomerate that really r- runs the world. And if you think there isn't, you are not going to COP28. See, that's the thing. You're missing out. Your life is empty and shallow because you will not be there among the elite at COP28 in Dubai talking about how they can control all of us and make us eat bugs all in the name of saving the world from climate change as they charter their private jets. I like this, too. If you're looking to charter a private jet to COP28 in Dubai, we can help organize this and more. It's called Royal Concierge. Our group charter flight can accommodate any size group, and we offer a range of Luxury amenities and services. The operators we choose operate new aircraft with the most modern and efficient engines using sustainable aviation fuel. Sustainable aviation fuel. What the hell is that exactly? Is that like cooking oil? Maybe they should, I should donate the peanut oil I used when I deep fried my turkey to them. And they can use it for the jets. Or they are carbon neutral certified through programs such as reforestation. Let me tell you what the carbon neutral scam is. All right. This is great. So you get on something like a a private jet and spews all these carbon emissions into the atmosphere, which I'm not worried about, by the way, but they, they, they apparently are. But you offset that by saying, we'll plant a bunch of trees in the rainforest. And then they go, okay, well, congratulations. You are now carbon neutral. You go, really? Yeah. You're you. It's like, it's like you've emitted no pollution whatsoever. 
No emissions whatsoever. You're good. You're clean. You're cleaner than clean. You're carbon neutral, baby. And you go, wow, I feel so good about myself. That's right. You should. Now, did the trees ever get planted? Who the hell knows? I have no idea. Uh, How can anybody know? But what I do know, though, is that this scam continues all the time. Companies do it, too. They go, we are so proud to be the first carbon neutral blah, 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 blah in the world. And you go, what? Uh, How are you carbon neutral? They go, well, because in exchange for all the pollution that we admit, which I don't view as pollution, but they do, we've decided to install uh, little uh, sunflowers. We're growing sunflowers in the courtyards of Detroit, Michigan. So we're carbon neutral. They go, really? And people fall for that scam, huh? Apparently they do. Why charter a private jet to COP28 in Dubai? Well, why not, first of all? But with our COP28 concierge service, we understand the difficulties that come with organizing the travel and accommodation for a head of state and their delegation. That's why we offer a personalized and secure service that takes care of everything from meet and greet to executive protection to secure transport and secure accommodation. Secure transport. Let's look at that. Luxury chauffeur-driven car service in Dubai for COP28 delegates. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, are these all green vehicles? Uh, no. <laughs> no, no, they're, they're not, actually. They're not green vehicles. You can book a Lexus ES350. You can book the GMC Yukon XL, which I don't believe is battery-powered. I believe hamsters run it. You can book the Mercedes V-Class 7-seater. Now, that's, that's stylish right there. BMW 7 Series or Mercedes S-Class. You can do all those things. COP28 Executive Transport Dubai offers secure and reliable transportation options for delegates attending the upcoming COP28 Climate Conference in Dubai. Our premium chauffeur service provides top-of-the-line transportation with experienced and professional drivers. We prioritize safety, reliability, and luxury to ensure delegates arrive at their destination on time and in style. If you're attending the COP28 Climate Change Conference in Dubai, why not indulge in a little luxury? After all, I'm actually reading this from the site, but that actually says that, but I'm going to add this line. Ready? After all, you're here to save the world. They should add that line in there, I think. Their marketing department could use a little brush up. Maybe I'll, I'll send them a proposal to help them with their messaging. Because that would say, in my opinion, that would read even better. If you're attending the COP28 climate change conference in Dubai, why not indulge in a little luxury? After all, you're here to save the world. You're basically a superhero. We are all mere mortals around you. So why not show up, you know, blank to the wall and just let everybody know how powerful you are as you're about to make recommendations that I start eating grasshoppers. Our luxury car chauffeur service offers an unparalleled travel experience with a range of high-end vehicles to suit your taste. From spacious executive limousines to stylish luxury taxis. With our chauffeur service in Dubai, you can sit back and relax knowing you're in safe and experienced hands. Our drivers are trained to provide secure transport for COP28 delegates. I have a question. Why are these people not riding buses? Hmm? Why are all the delegates not getting on buses? Buses that are run by the sun or wind or something else? That's what I'd like to know. All these private cars and all these private jets going to a climate change conference to save the world. Seems to me 
a tad bit hypocritical. But again, what do I know? Because I am a mere mortal. I don't get to go to COP28. I am not of the elite. So I'm not buying up farmland to destroy farmers so that you have to turn around and eat bugs. I'm not doing those things. I don't have the money for that. I don't have the money to turn around like Bill Gates does and buy, buy, just buy up farmland just to completely keep it from being used to farm. As the United Nations comes out and tells everybody, you need to stop eating meat. Why? Why do I have to stop eating meat? Well, the United Nations is asking the West to reduce its meat eating to, to fight climate change in a new global food systems instruction. The United Nations COP28 Climate Summit is set to kick off in Dubai on Thursday. And during the two-week event, leaders will discuss how their respective countries can better address the threats posed to the environment by humanity as they fly there in private jets and get chauffeured around in private cars and stay in elite, luxurious hotel rooms. In a nation, Dubai, one of the richest in the world, that got rich off of, wait for it, oil. That's right. Yes, the ugly O word, oil. Dubai is a oil-rich country, which is why Dubai is so rich. It's also ironic, but nevertheless, what do I know? I'm a mere mortal, just like you, you bug-eating hack you. During the summit, the UN's Food and Agriculture Organization is set to reveal its roadmap for a transition to what they have deemed to be more sustainable global food systems by 2050. It will propose limiting meat consumption in Western nations, claiming that the greenhouse gas outputs are too high. The roadmap was called for by an $18 trillion coalition of investors led by Jeremy Collar's Farm Animal Investment Risk and Return Initiative, which raises awareness of the environmental, social and governance risks and opportunities in the global food sector. Yes, you heard that correctly. Environmental, social and governance, ESG. A huge challenge, he said, when... Uh, the plans were announced. Investors will be looking for the roadmap to include clear guidance on methane emission limits, halting deforestation, scaling up alternative protein production, and support to ensure a just transition for farmers. What does that mean? Let me translate that for you, what that means. Al- alternative protein production means lab-grown meat and bugs, among other things. And because that's going to put a lot of farmers out of work, and believe it or not, it, around the world, there are farmers. I know that that's crazy, but in many places around the world, people farm. I, I know. And it, it's an insane concept, but they'll lose their jobs and they won't be able to make a living and feed their family. So as part of this, much like how remember when Hillary Clinton used to go around and tell everybody, we're going to teach you how to lay broadband pipe like her husband used to lay broadband pipe. You know what I mean? She would do that. She would travel around. She'd, like, she'd go to the coal country and she'd say, you know, I Bo, I know, Bo, I know how hard it is, but we're going to retrain you so that when we destroy your jobs in the coal industry, we're going to make sure you can lay some pipe. Just like my husband, you lay some broadband pipe cable, you know, to uh, bring in high speed internet access to all these third world parts of America, like Appalachia. And the, they would just talk down to people because it's what Democrats do all the time. As Fox News reports, uh, he recently called out leading meat and dairy companies for their failure to reduce emissions, saying it underlines the urgent need for more policy focus on the food and agriculture sector. Food system emissions. Don't you love how the left always comes up with long names? Like when I was growing up and I was in school and I was actually in college and 
I was told less is more when it comes to things. Make your make your writing clear and crisp and concise, not add unnecessary words. But whenever the left comes up with a concept, whatever it is, you notice how they pack on extra words that mean nothing. It really is a giant jumbled word salad, no pun intended, that means nothing. Food system emissions. What the hell does that even mean? Nobody knows. It doesn't matter. It's just a bunch of words to make them sound smart and you to feel stupid. And that, of course, is the goal. And a lot of these people that come up with this stuff, of course, are are lefty eggheads in colleges across the world, universities across the planet. So food system emissions deserve a place at the top of the table alongside energy and transport as they represent an estimated, not the transport. You don't count the transport of all the elites to go to COP28 for the climate summit. You do not count that transport. So private jets, private cars, you don't count any of that. Luxury yachts and whatnot, you don't, that does not get counted in this number. They represent an estimated third of greenhouse gas emissions and 40% of methane because cows toot. All those tooting cows, you know, and, and, and my plan to save the world, my plan was to give all of them gas X, like to mix some gas X in their cow food, whatever cows eat. I don't know, corn, whatever the hell they eat, grass. I think grass fed is what I'm told is the right way. I have somebody who's insistent on this, but I'm still a big fan of, you know, fatten the cattle up with some corn. Right. Am I right? But grass fed is all the rage. But I don't I think cows taste better when they're loaded up on corn you know that's me i'm old school i what can i tell you anyway so uh as part of this now they're going to catalyze the transition to 1.5 degrees and a more sustainable food system a march 2021 study published on nature food found that growing processing and packaging the world's food as well as disposing of waste it generates accounts for 34 percent of all greenhouse gas emissions releasing around 18 billion tons of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere every year Wow. Not nearly as much as the carbon dioxide that will be emitted with all the people traveling to the climate summit. Just another question I have. Why can't this all be on Zoom or Google Meet or whatever the latest thing is? I don't know. But why can't it be? I, everybody works remote nowadays. Everybody works remote, even a couple days a week. Sometimes people come in two days a week to the office. But, yeah, but the remote work thing is a big thing. I, there are people that haven't left the house in years. They, they still, they just go on every day. They're zooming away. Why do all these people have to travel to Dubai in person to talk about saving the planet? Why can't they save the planet from the comfort of their luxurious mansions and high-rise condos and penthouses? Why, why do they have to go to Dubai? Oh, I know why. I forgot the nightlife. Uh, duh, obviously. It's like any other conference. Any other conference you've ever been to in your life, the day part is there's a few nerds that actually go to the conferences and they learn stuff. You know what I mean? They learn. Like whenever the New Jersey political conventions go on, there's a couple people that actually go and like, there'll be a seminar on you know, how, to, how, to, how to maximize your, your, your public works department. And there'll be a couple people in there hungover and bleary-eyed, but mostly you go to these conferences and these events for the nightlife. You're hanging out in Atlantic City, you're hanging out in Vegas, you know what I mean? It's not the day the the the, the expedition exhibition is the cover. That's the that's the food, you know, that's the cover story. And then and then the nightlife is really why you're there. It's the same thing at the COP28 climate conference. It's the exact same thing. It is, you know, well, we're there to save the no you're not. You're there to 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 mingle among the world's elite and wear stylish gowns, ball gowns and tuxedos and drink very expensive champagne. 
We know this. You know this. I, everybody knows this. But we're all supposed to sit back and act like this is a, a good thing. Yay, they're going to save the planet in Dubai. Let's see. As a result, the United Nations and other intergovernmental bodies have been on a crusade as of late to reduce meat consumption in favor of alternatives that they charge will bring less harm to the environment. So let's go through some of those alternatives, shall we? Because I think it would be good to talk about that. My favorite in all of this is what's known as alternative protein production. Again, remember I told you how the left comes up with unnecessary phrases and they say things and they add words and none of those words have meaning. Well, that is a great example of this. This idea of alternative protein production. Really what that means is we're going to get you to eat chicken and beef grown in a lab or we'll get you to eat beyond beef or whatever or bugs. Tyson Foods will bring bug-based protein to the United States markets after partnering with the world leader in insect ingredients. The facility will upcycle food manufacturing byproducts into high-quality insect proteins and lipids, which will primarily be used in the pet food, aquaculture, and livestock industries. Tyson Foods has announced it's partnering with Protix. Protix is a Dutch company. And it brands itself as the world's leader in insect ingredients to foster more sustainable protein production. You know, I think bugs are gross. I do. And I use my friends at Termogarden Fenwick to kill them so that I don't have them in my home. I certainly don't want them in my fridge or my oven or my pizza oven or my deep fryer. I know that. I know that much. This is a, and again, you always, it's funny how you find out who's behind all this, but it's a direct equity investment. And the big hedge fund people are all behind this, of course. And the way they're going to make sure they make their money is because they're not going to leave it optional. You know, if you go into the store and you go, all right, what do you want for dinner, kids? Bugs? Like, that's not, you don't win over the crowd with that. And if you invite people over to dinner, like, hey, Sunday night, come on over. We're serving, we're serving bugs. It, people don't want to accept that dinner invitation. But if you mandate it, that you have to have a certain amount of bug in every steak or in every alternative protein thing that's on your plate, well, then you don't have a choice. And this is how tyranny works. They take away your free choice. They take away your ability to make a decision for yourself. You have no free will under tyrannical regimes because their ideas are so so nuts that if you gave people a choice, they would reject it. Whenever people choose to unshackle themselves from tyranny they make that choice but slowly you see the shackles of tyranny coming on everywhere you look and it's a slow process it's like how do you boil a a frog slowly that's the answer you know you you put a frog in a thing of water and you slowly turn the temperature up it's the old saying it's very similar it's an old man saying but it's a saying it's very similar to how they do this with this and you, you, you indoctrinate the children at an early age that the earth is dying, that, that climate change and we're all going to die. And you, you, you teach them this at the earliest age. Then you come to them and say, hey, I have the answer. Here, kids, have an insect Pop-Tart with your breakfast. You go, oh, that's gross. Well, no, it's not because insects are good. Even the, and you go, but, but aren't they alive? But they don't have feelings. Like fish, they don't have feelings. So don't worry about it. And then you create something where you start making mandates. And then the people that are behind all this make billions of dollars. And this is how the global elite cabal that actually runs the place operates. They're all, they're all they, and, and if you doubt me that there's a, a global cabal that runs the show, 
then go to COP28. Rent a plane, rent a private, charter a private jet, charter a private limo, and go to COP28. You're not invited, but nevertheless, crash it. Like wedding crashers, climate crashers. And show up and you'll see, oh, wow, this isn't a conspiracy theory. There really is a cabal that runs the whole place, the whole show. And behind that are people that make investments and then they start mandating things all under the guise of saving the world. And then they have massive returns on it. You lose your freedom and you're stuck eating friggin' bugs. 855-839-1210. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli. Mmm, delicious bugs. We'll be right back. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. The Zioli Show, on your schedule, from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. Or get yourself a grasshopper and try it. Grass-fed, nope, lab-grown. Lab-grown. The United Nations, with their protein alternative nonsense, as the COP28 climate uh, climate change conference is uh, set to start in Dubai, uh, I'll tell you, the hypocrisy of these people is just overwhelming. It really is. And I, I, I hate them. I really do. I hate them with a passion. All of them, each and every one of them that goes to these things. I really do. And they're, ironically enough, there's not a single one of these people that is going to get there by using a jet that is powered by uh, a hang glider, like a hang glider. They're not going to get there on a hang glider. They're not going to get there on a rowboat and they're not going to drive around. A couple of them will do for show. You know, they'll have some, they'll have green vehicles there. No doubt about that, obviously. But of course, they're going to plug in to a grid in Dubai that is powered by Dubai's incredibly rich, oil-rich economy. But what, again, don't look behind the curtain. Don't look at the man behind the curtain. There's what's well, what's the saying here that I have? So my, my buddy, who's very smart, sent me a, a quote the other day. Let's see if I can share, find this. I, I'll give my buddy Frank credit for this one. He said, um, I like this quote. A magician doesn't see the magic. He sees the trick. I like that quote. That's a good quote. And it's the same thing with the with the cars, the green cars, you know, the climate cars, the little battery powered ones. You don't see what goes into the thing that you hook the charger into. You know what I mean? You don't see that part. You see a lovely looking, stylish, polished charging station. You drive around, you see these things. They have a Wawa now. I mean, they're everywhere now. And they're charging stations. And they look incredibly sophisticated, high tech, ultra modern, fashionable. And they're green. Many of them are green. You know, they paint them green. And you hook up your car to it. But you don't see where the power comes from that charges the car. You ever think about that for a second? It's nowhere near there, as a matter of fact, because they're very smart in terms of hiding all that. So you don't see it. But it doesn't come from hamsters running around in wheels powering that that charging station. It comes from the very electrical grid that that is used by all of us for everything that we use. An electrical grid in this country that is not powered by hamsters running on 
in, in, in motion over and over and over again, round and round in a wheel. It's not how we make our energy in this country. It's not how we do it. It's not how they do it in Dubai either. But the magician doesn't see the magic. He sees the trick. And the trick is at the COP28 Climate Center Summit, all of these international automobile brands will be showing off their latest in green car technology. This one can go 45 minutes without needing a charge. This one has leather, vegan leather seats. That's another scam too, vegan leather. It's not leather, it's plastic. Call it what it is. It's another scam. It's another freaking scam. I can't, you know, I have such a problem with these Fugazi terms, like vegan leather. What does that mean? It means it's made of plastic. And what is plastic made from? Plastic is made from, well, you know. (laughs) But I love that. They've got vegan seats. they got vegan leather in this green car right here. There's no real leather, not a, not a hide of it. Really? Well, how do you make vegan leather? Well, you, yeah, you, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. The magician doesn't see the magic. He sees the trick. And that's the trick. So in Dubai, which is a city that is powered by oil and has lots and lots of tall buildings, some of the tallest buildings in the world. In fact, Matt DeSantis fact-checked me on this. I believe the tallest building in the world is in Dubai, if I'm not mistaken. Can you, can you double-check that for me? I believe I'm right. Yeah, hang on. Let's see. Uh, if not the tallest, it's one of the tallest. Let's see, Dubai oil. I'm just trying to see Dubai oil reserves in the United Arab Emirates. Oh, let's see. Do they have have oil there? Uh, Does Dubai have an oil well? The Southwest Feta oil field in Dubai started oil production within the first few years of its discovery in 1972 and then became a super rich oil country. In fact, in 2021, U.S. imports of 1.4 billion of oils, minerals, lime, and cement from the United Arab Emirates represented 0.06% of the total U.S. imports of those commodities. So we buy... We buy some of their their uh, oil too. Yes, did you find it? Uh, it is, in fact, the tallest building. In the, the tallest world. building in the world is in Dubai. One hundred and sixty three floors. One hundred and sixty three stories. And I'm pretty sure that's the building that uh, the Dubai government insisted uh, they'd just add more floors to if another country tried to challenge their claim as the world's tallest building. They'll just keep adding stuff on top. Yes. This way they can just say we're always the tallest building. Exactly. You just keep going up higher. <laughs> There's no limit. There's no, and you know what that building's powered by? Viagra, obviously, if it's just going to keep going. Uh, it's, how I was going to say spite. Uh, spite, that's also helpful. How does a building like that, 163 stories, operate without using any fossil fuels? Love. Good Love. Vibes. Spite. Good feelings, karma. This is a great story from the Washington Post, the far right-wing Washington Post, the many controls of oil-rich UAE, host of the Global Climate Talks. The United Arab Emirates, host of COP28, is building solar projects that could power a small city. It's also ramping up its oil production capacity like never before. You suckers. You know, as, as, as this country turns around and says because of the green whack jobs, We are going to try to lower our oil output. In Dubai, they turn around and go, hey, welcome to the climate change summit. Let's save the world. Look over here. I have two aces in my hand. Ignore the expanded oil production over in the corner over there. It's the ultimate sleight of hand, is it not? It really is. It's like vegan leather. 
Matt DeSantis, look up how they make plastic for me, if you would, please. Can you figure that out? I'm perplexed on how plastic is made. Yes, I'll find out the exact formula. Because as far as I understand vegan leather to be, it's not made from a cow that's a vegan. Although cows technically are because they don't eat meat. So cows eat grass and corn. And again, I prefer corn-fed cattle because they get fatter and they get juicier and they have more marbling on them. But some prefer the, the, uh, the grass-fed. I'm not going to be judgmental about it. All right. It looks like the are made, plastics are made of raw materials like natural gas and oil, um, which are refined into ethane and propane. Um, and then they're treated with a heat process called cracking which term, turns them into ethylene and propylene. Mm, so sounds very good. Natural, very natural. Very natural. Very helpful. And then what is, can you Google for me what vegan leather is? Leather made from vegan cows. Cows who are pledged to never eat meat. Cows who are, our cattle here is 100% vegan. What does that mean? Well, they, they, they don't eat meat. So the leather from these cows, vegan leather, is actually St- not leather. It's what is it now? Uh, so, uh, I'm having a hard time finding a accurate description of what material it's actually made from, but it looks like synthetic polymers. Oh, and I'm sure that has no effect on the climate at all, right? With synthetic polymers, <laughs> it's, it sounds fine. Mm. Sure, it's nice and healthy. The nation hosting this year's global climate talks, which start Thursday in Dubai. Uh, The Persian Gulf state in waters miles offshore is ramping up its oil capacity like never before. It's building artificial islands with subsidiaries dredging sand and hauling in rock to use as staging grounds from from pumping crude oil from some of the largest petroleum reserves on Earth. Its ambition is to provide the world with oil for as long as there might be demand. Now, what does Dubai know that we don't? You know what Dubai knows? That we are always going to need oil. That's what Dubai knows. The people hosting the COP28 climate change conference are literally building new islands to be able to drill baby drill so that they can always have the tallest building in the world and also supply the world with oil because they know the world's always going to need it. That's why there's because I'm sure this isn't cheap. Uh, You know, if you're building artificial islands with subsidiaries dredging sand and hauling in rock to use as staging grounds for pumping crude oil from some of the largest petroleum reserves on Earth, that's not a cheap process. You're not doing that unless you think there's a big return on your investment. Musaba Al-Kaibi, the executive director for Low Carbon Solutions and International Growth at the state-owned oil company, said, The world, I wish it could run on renewables tomorrow. But the reality is not. So since the reality is not, we're going to drill as much freaking oil as we can possibly stand. As a nation with vast and available resources, the UAE feels it is well positioned to rally similarly rich nations to be part of the climate solution by helping to bankroll the clean energy revolution. But like many other petroleum states, its investments into renewables and other sustainable projects are dwarfed by what it is putting into fossil fuel extraction and carbon capture technology that could prolong the use of fossil fuels for decades to come. The magician doesn't see the magic. He only sees the trick. 
Dubai is hosting the climate change conference. There'll be cars that are battery powered green cars that will be hooked up to the electric grid in Dubai that is run on oil. As Dubai hosts the International COP28 Climate Conference Summit and says, we're all in on the green. <laughs> Sorry, hang on. I got a quick get. I got a quick update on our crude pumping efforts in the ocean. The magician doesn't see the magic. He only sees the trick. And this is such a trick. Played on all of humanity. This whole climate change scam. It's such a trick. Just like vegan leather. Just like green cars. Just like battery powered cars. It's all a scam. The whole thing is a scam. It's a way for people to make more money. The smart ones know it's a scam. And then they still make money in fossil fuels. Because they know the world needs them. I mean, I'll give Dubai credit. This is great. This is, this is like... No, this is the equivalent. This equivalent of it's like hosting a uh, a summit on um, abstinence, and then at night you have the most lavish hookers coming to <laughs> greet all of the attendants to the conference. <laughs> I think that's an accurate analogy. Welcome to the abstinence summit here in Dubai. By day, you're going to learn the latest techniques on abstinence. But by night, we have the finest hookers on the planet. <laughs> Sorry, sex workers. I don't want to indulge you in every way, shape, or form. But we don't talk about what goes on at night. We only talk about what goes on during the day in the, uh, in the exhibition room where you have the speakers. <laughs> Dubai is hosting COP28 as they're expanding their drilling operations for petroleum. <laughs> Vegas is hosting the abstinence seminar of 2024 as they bring in the most high-end call girls on the planet to join in for the fun. In short, Dubai is pushing for a green world that can still have its oil. <laughs> Sounds a little bit like you want to have your cake and eat it too, am I right? But it's not cake. It's obviously billions and billions of dollars of oil money. These people are not stupid. This thing begins on Thursday. Many of them are already there. The United Arab Emirates is a country of just 10 million people, vibrant with ambition, full of paradoxes. It has gleaming cityscapes built by oil wealth and a president who has said the end of oil would be grounds for celebration. <laughs> I love that guy. I don't know who he is. Whoever the president of Dubai is, he's my new favorite guy. That's, that's, I mean, most politicians completely BS us all the time. That guy deserves some real credit to stand up there in his nation and say, listen, I would love to be the president who heralds in the end of oil production. That would be grounds for celebration. Now, look under your seat. I have free oil for all of you. We have so much of it here that we're actually going to give you a gallon. Take it home with you. Dubai's finest oil. It has indoor ski slopes miles away from newly built mega solar grids. It has summers of increasingly dangerous heat and it hosts conferences where panelists discuss sustainability and keep cool with outdoor air conditioning. Now that is impressive. Because I'll tell you one thing I don't want is to be limited to indoor air conditioning. Do you remember how last summer we talked about this? how air conditioning was racist and also, of course, destroying the planet. Air conditioning has done more to save lives. I'm serious about this. If you want to look at an invention that has saved lives, it's air conditioning because it gets people 
inside and away from mosquitoes that bite and bring them very bad diseases that kill people. And since we can't use DDT anymore to kill mosquitoes, you have things like malaria, which are major problems throughout the world. And so by getting people into air-conditioned places, you save them from things like malaria, for example. You don't have to keep the windows open at night. And then children are able to live and everybody wins and it's happy. But why stop there? When you can come to the Climate Change Summit and talk about how air conditioning is destroying the planet while you're sitting outside in air conditioning, outdoor freaking air conditioning. I love these people. I love them. It's like they don't even care. It's like at the abstinence conference, literally having the hooker come and sit on your lap during the lecture. Be like, Candy, come on over here. Right here. I don't really give a damn. Let's stop with the scam, shall we? Indoor ski slopes. Once a ha- harsh output for... I could read about Dubai all day. This is great. But let me take a break. 855-839-1210. On Twitter, at Rich Zioli. On Monday, as we get ready for the Climate Change Conference in Dubai, don't go away. Thanks for listening to the Zioli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. This story of this kid here... Uh, so this Deadspin is a terrible site. I'm going to get into this with you a little bit later in the show, but Deadspin is a terrible site. Uh, it's sports news without fear, they say. And they slammed a kid, uh, a fan at a game, for wearing blackface. Now, the kid was not wearing blackface, by the way. This, is, this has been happening more and more, where, where you'll have kids either put on the black makeup under their eyes, or in this case, the kid actually painted his face half black, half red. And then this writer went after him, the kid, and accused the kid of wearing blackface. And, you know, I, I looked over at what Clay Travis was, uh, was saying. He was just on, he's actually on Fox News right now talking about it. But this kid was smeared, and it's outrageous what they did to this little boy. His name, and I'm, let me share the story with you. So even the race baiters should cringe at Karen J. Phillips and Deadspin. On Monday, Phillips published an article on Deadspin titled, The NFL Needs to Speak Out Against the Kansas City Chiefs Fan in Blackface and Native Headdress. In the article, he called on the NFL to condemn a young fan who Phillips claims hates black people and Native Americans. He falsely accused the child of wearing blackface by showing only one side of his face. So in the article, in the piece on Deadspin, You have the kid there sitting there and you can see that half of his face is black. The other half of his face is painted red, which is the color of the Kansas City Chiefs, but black and red. But they don't show you the other side of his face. They ignored the full image of the fan, confirming he was not wearing blackface, but instead black and red face paint in support of the Kansas City Chiefs. When you see the full picture, the kids got on a and he must have been so excited to put this makeup on. And I can't imagine this little boy who went to the game and was so excited to be there, especially it's Monday Night Football. And you get to stay up late. It's like we watch Monday Night Football, Patrick and I, and around halftime, I turn around and I say to him, all right, buddy, it's time to head up to bed. But if you get to go to a Monday Night Football game, if you're this kid, and I'm guessing this kid's probably nine years old, maybe, he looks very much like my son's age. And you do that, that's like the greatest thrill, right? You get to stay up late. You get to hang out late past your bedtime. So they accused this kid of being a racist, little boy to be a racist, and they wanted the NFL to ban him, and they outed this little kid. And it's awful. As Elon Musk put it today, Karen Phillips is an unapologetic racist and a deceiver. He's one of the most irresponsible journalists on the internet. 
A year ago, he accused white people of exuding white supremacy for watching the NBA while black people were murdered. He didn't have a comment on black people watching the NBA while black people murder other black people, of course. He smeared a group of children at the Little League World Series as racist for a good-natured celebration among teammates. Last week, he accused Titans QB Ryan Tannehill of mistreating black teammates without any evidence of mistreating black teammates. Phillips once called the increase of white people around him in Flint, Michigan, a concerning phenomenon. Now, this poor kid, and I, and I hope he sues. I really do. I, I hope this kid sues them, and he should, because it's awful, this little boy, to be exposed like that on a national site, to, be, to have your picture as a kid. First of all, he's a kid. like He's a minor. That's number one. But number two, that, to then have everybody at that age paint you as a racist. Because wearing blackface is never acceptable unless you are the following people. Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, Howard Stern, Ted Danson. Uh, who else wore blackface on the left? A lot of them. There's a whole list. Give me more names of who wore blackface on the left. On the list. Can you, can you know Matt DeSantis? Uh, Kimmel is the one that uh, you mentioned. Jimmy right. Kimmel. That's, I think Howard Stern. Fallon did it too. Jimmy Fallon. Okay. Uh, definitely uh, Ted Danson. Justin Trudeau. Oh, that's right. Fidel Castro's biological uh, 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 bastard love son. Uh He wore, I believe, blackface and possibly even brownface, if I'm not mistaken. Only the left gets away with that. You can't. That's fine. They can do that. But anyway, this kid right here, this poor kid, I I just feel bad for him. I'll get into more detail on this with you as the show progresses. Plus, the latest on hostages. Do we have American hostages being held by Hamas? Why the White House is not telling us anything and yes you know as we talk more about the upcoming climate change summit as my buddy eric ford sent me don't forget that mining for ev metals exacts excuse me a steep cost on workers and revelations of child labor and treacherous conditions in many cobalt mines automakers and mineral companies said they would adhere to international safety standards the magician doesn't see the magic he only sees the trick and there's a lot of those tricks going to be pulled at the upcoming Climate Change Conference in Dubai. We'll be right back. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 